Oh my gosh, hi, it's me, Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, well, it's the kind of culture that has Barbie in it. Uh, to this end, Troubled Waters pits a pair of entertainers against one another in a pop culture battle to the ego death. To win this battle, each guest will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they wish that they had said in the moment to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus, which will automatically give their opinion on on that weird X that Elon Musk thinks is going to be what Twitter's called now. It looks like the worst new bar nightclub in North Hollywood. Uh, anyway, more weight than a civilian's. You are listening to Troubled Waters. Let us meet our guests. Our first contestant hosts the show's depression mode and sleeping with celebrities right here on Maximum Fun. It's John Mo. How are you, John? Dave, I am well. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a delight to have you here. Uh, how How is your life? How was your summer of 2023? Well, you know, it's, it's roastingly hot here in the upper Midwest uh, because yeah. we have this tremendous temperature range from like minus yeah. 27 in the winter to... Hundred or so in the summer, so this is the we're now in the time of year where you can't imagine snow ever existing, and then yeah. in about six months we'll be in the time where you can't imagine grass being on yeah. the ground because it's all ice Awful. otherwise. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, I remember when I moved to New York City. Uh, one of my coworkers and I were like standing on the the sweltering subway platform in mm. like July New York heat. Yes, and uh, and she was like, "As hot as it is now, it will be this cold in February." <laughs> on this, it, standing exactly where we are right now, and I was like, right. "No, that's that can't that cannot possibly be." It but is the, the acrid urine smell would be different though in the winter. It's different. It yeah. definitely hits different in the winter time. Thank you for reminding me of that, John Mo. <laughs> sure. Uh, our second contestant is a comic. Her debut album, "Getting By," is out now. It's Liz Barrett. Welcome, Liz. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. You are in New York City, so let's get uh, let's let's get a progress report. How's the summer going? Uh, it seems to be getting very hot here. Which in the summer, I don't know why anybody comes to visit here because it is just brutal. The smells, the heat it's it's pretty rough here in the summer. It's rough stuff. Yeah, I was actually there last week, and I forgot what humidity is. And uh, I had like meetings and stuff. And I everywhere I arrived, I looked as though I had swum there, and it was not great. Bedraggled, not yeah. A great look. Although bedraggled I, is exactly the word. Exactly. I, I'm an English major, so bedraggled is the word. I mean, that is exactly exactly what it is, Liz. I think you're going to win this game. But <laughs> let's let us let's move forward because now that we have met our players, it is time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So, if you're ready, players, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important, or overlooked story, or person, or event, or uh, mass-produced uh, doll for children of the last week or two. John Mill, we'll start with you. In Florence, Alabama, Lana Del Rey is working at a Waffle House. I'm sorry? In Florence, Alabama, Dave Holmes, the mm -hmm. singer Lana Del Rey, known for being kind of uh, spooky and standoffish, mm -hmm. has been working at a Waffle House, and nobody seems to know why. It's uh, She has Lana on her name tag. People are taking selfies with her. She's signing autographs. She's smiling all the time. She's uh, alarming. and and uh, people were like, maybe she's recording at Muscle Shoals. It's not that far away. She's not recording at Muscle Shoals. She's uh, at a midway point in her tour. She's got some time off on a tour that she's doing. She's got festivals coming up. But in the meantime, she's waiting tables at the Waffle House in Florence, Alabama. Well, you know what? That is I, I, I feel like that is a lot of what these dual strikes are about. You can't. You can't even be Lana Del Rey without a side hustle. You gotta, right. if you got ten days off, and you better, I don't, you better get those those uh, waitress shoes on. Yeah, you, gotta, you better you get better some, get that apron on you. You know, I 
I'm hoping I'm hoping that no explanation emerges. I'm hoping yeah. that it's just inexplicable Lana Del Rey Waffle House employment because oh, that that feeds into this universe of chaotic possibilities where I would rather live instead of the inevitable march towards doom and despair. I host a mental health podcast. Yes, you sure do. You sure do. And I love it. I also want it to just happen and then stop happening and never get an explanation. Everything, everything is over mind for, for meaning and, and discourse. Yeah. I just, just go get your tips Yep. Serve some something scattered and smothered and covered yep. and, and get up out of there. I love it. Um, uh, my advice to you would be uh, watch the video for the song Love by Lana Del Rey. It okay. is an audio visual experience that will lift your spirits. Are there waffles uh, in it? There are no waffles in it to my knowledge. No. Okay. All right. Uh, Liz, what's your what's your story? My story is, um, and I'm no Bachelor fan, but there's a new Bachelor, The Golden Bachelor. Have you Golden heard of Golden Bachelor, it? yep. It's a spinoff where they have us, it's the guy 71 years old, mm-hmm. and he's going to be The Bachelor. I guess, I don't know if age-appropriate people are going to be wanting to date him or people his age. I'm not sure why anybody would want to see this, though. But he's not your, like, I don't know if you've seen a picture of him, but he really doesn't look 71 either. No, no, he's in good shape. He's in good shape. Good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But he is a grandfather. Uh, it does look like the, the the people vying for his hand in marriage uh, will be, you know, roughly age appropriate. It's not going to be, you know, your Kaylee A's and Kaylee L's and your, <laughs> you know, Madison H's and whatever. It's going to be. Yeah, it'll be some Eileen's, it'll be some Joann's, it'll be some Bonnie's, it'll be, you know, it'll be women of a certain age. Half half his age plus seven years, is, isn't that the rule? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, the, that makes it appropriate. Like if you're, if you're 30, you can date a 22-year-old, but not mm-hmm. a 21-year-old. And if you're 70, <laughs> I guess you can date a 42-year-old? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, I, I'm, I can't wait. I, I think it would be fun if they did a whole one with everybody had a daddy issue. So it's like 70-year-olds <laughs> with like 25-year-olds, and that's the only people vying for him. Wow. Well, I mean, the original show is a little bit like that. I mean, just, you know, everyone is within the same age range, but they do clearly have issues with an opposite sex parent. It's it's a tough it's a tough franchise for that yes, reason. Yes. But I, I thought that was quite but he's also into pickleball, of course, because of course. it's the law person in their seventies, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But he's not your typical. He's quite gorgeous. Wow. Yeah, I really, really can't wait. I truly can't wait. Really? It, and it's yeah, I I I think that cocktail party is gonna be fascinating. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because like a twenty-two-year-old who's been overserved is is a uh, a unique thing. But like a sixty-eight-year-old who's been overserved—that's there's a lifetime of grievance that might tumble out of that mouth. You know what I mean? Well, there it could be a lot of afternoon dates. Some, oh yeah. Some prune juice mixing. You know. Sure. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Incredible. Dinner at five o'clock. I hope that he gives roses that have a li- just are a little bit past their bloom. Just, just, yes. Just like by, by a day or so. Yeah. Beginning to brown at the just edges. Just a bit. Just exactly. a tiny bit. Oh, boy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's Lana Del Rey versus the Golden Bachelor. Only one can survive this trip. Uh, Lana versus Golden Bachelor. Lana versus Golden. Those will be your... Actually, what's the guy's name? It's Jerry, right? Jerry, yeah. Jerry, Lana versus Jerry. So those are your buzz-in words. Lana versus Jerry. Two can enter, only one may leave. Mm. Uh, By the way, this is our first episode recorded since the SAG After Strike began. We have reached out to SAG After for guidance on how we can ensure that our show is strike compliant. We talked to Fran Drescher herself. Uh, But for now, our show might sound a little different while we make sure that we are uh, avoiding accidentally promoting any struck work. We're doing the best we can. Max Fun, as you know, is a worker-owned company. The creative team of this show are members of the unions. We are all in full support of a fair deal for the workers who make the stuff that we celebrate here. And uh, we also think the AMPTP are fragile little child men who need to grow the fuck up and 
give us a good deal. But anyway, that's it's not really beside the point, but that's we're going to put it aside for now as we start the show with a round that we call Mascot or That's Not. Now first, let's take a listen to this clip. Road trips are part of the American... We are back on a road trip to get to Quiznos. We love the gas prices and public restrooms and the creepy billboards. It's harder to find... Yeah, there we go. Now, it is our duty to inform you Quiznos has brought back their... 2003 mascot, the Sponge Monkeys, the Spong Monkey. I don't know how you even say it, but uh, if you remember, these these little critters were like early internet animations. Uh, they were guitar playing rodent blob situations animated in a in a very flash kind of a style. But we realized that most corporate food mascots are pretty weird anyway. Why is a tiny Roman emperor selling pizza? Pizza. Why is a big cat who only eats meat hawking uh, cornflakes covered in sugar? So I'm going to read you some facts about various corporate food mascots, and I want you to buzz in and tell me if it is true or not. If it is true, you say mascot. If it is false, you say that's not. So buzz in with your buzz in words when you know the answer to these uh, questions or whether they are true or false. These are statements. So they're not questions. Dave, I'm going to stop talking and just start doing it. What, John? Can Mel? I ask you a quick question? Should we wait until you get to the end of your question before oh, buzzing I would, in? Thank you, thank you, my man. John Mo loves order, mm-hmm. and he's going to get it. Yes, please do wait until I'm finished saying the thing. Statement number one: Tony the Tiger is Italian American. Lana, mm, John Mo. I am going to say. That's not. Oh, I'm afraid. Mascot. It is true. He was given the nationality of Italian-American in the 1970s. Statement number two. In Japan, Ronald McDonald is called Roland McDonald. Jerry. Yes, Liz? I would say not. That's not. In Japan, Ronald McDonald is called Donald McDonald. Point to you. Number three, in 2017, KFC released a 96-page romance novella featuring Colonel Sanders as the love interest. It was called Tender Wings of Desire. Mary. Lana. Ooh, Liz, you got in there. I would say mascot. Mascot is correct. They really went to town a few years ago with Colonel Sanders. There was, by the way, also a Lifetime movie. I think it was called Recipe for Seduction uh, that starred Mario Lopez as a, a frequently shirtless Colonel Sanders. I just, I just got to work with Mario Lopez on a Game Show Network game show, and I'm here to tell you he is a great American. Okay. Uh, now, I, I didn't talk to him really at all, so he <laughs> could have political views that are abhorrent, but he does his job very well, and he's very handsome, and the dimples in person are mind-blowing. All right, but that's neither here nor there. Let's move on. Number four, to celebrate the Chinese Year of the Tiger in 1974, Italian GQ put Tony the Tiger on the cover. Lana. Uh, yes, John Bell. I'm going to say that's mascot. That is mascot. Kellogg's were using the slogan, this is the year of the tiger, and Tony is the tiger of the year. Point to you, John Moe. Mm. Next, Captain Crunch's rank is not captain, but rather commander. Jerry. Yes, Liz? I'm going to go with mascot. Mascot's correct. He has three bars on his arms. That means he's a commander. If he had four, then he'd be a captain. Mm. Uh, next. For Pride in 2019, General Mills announced that Frankenberry was marrying Count Chocula. Lana. Yes, John. I, I think that our our serial corporations are, are open-minded and I think they are acting in good faith. But I think that uh, I think that is a little bit beyond what they'd be expected to do. Uh, plus, then you'd have to deal with the issues of uh, Booberry and Fruit Brute. And yeah. uh, so I'm going to say that's not. That's not is correct. That is that is absolutely correct. Can you imagine Piers Morgan or Ben Shapiro or any of these <laughs> ding-dongs who are currently blowing a gasket over the Barbie movie? Like, God, you fucking dorks. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Your whole thing is crossing your arms and looking like somebody's wronged you. So it's like when a fucking movie comes out that's obviously not for you, don't fucking cross your arms and look like somebody wronged you. It's an empty gesture. Bunch of 
goddamn creeps. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> you're very wound I up. I saw a Barbie that. movie and I loved it. Pardon me? You, you're very wound up about this. I really am. I really am. I enjoy. I enjoyed the movie, and it's just it's so predictable. Like the the back. Well, it's not even a backlash. It's just like two dorks puss on their face. I really wish right. that there had been a hidden door in both Barbie and Oppenheimer, where for just a moment the, the titular characters open the door and kind of poke into the other world, and then get yeah. spooked, and then close the door and go back to their own films. Yes, wouldn't that be nice? Would, wouldn't that be nice? It would have helped There's both movies. Door in, I think. At least one of these movies, but mm. I don't want to spoil anything. Anyway, true. next, the Pringle man's name is Julius Pringles. Lana. Yes. Julius. That's mascot. That is canon. That is absolutely 100% true. Uh, they're, they're, I don't know if these are everywhere, but they're they're selling now like harvest grains, Pringles. <laughs> it's like, not Julius, no. This is not. This is not why we. This Quinoa is not why we come to you. Pringles. Have yeah. You, no, thank you. Have you seen the ones that are like Dorito flavored? You know, ever like a no. Cheeto flavored potato chip? It's really weird. No. Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love an experimental chip. I really do. But I have not <laughs> seen those. Um, oh, you know what? I have seen Funyuns flavored Lay's potato chips, ah. and they're they're okay. I, I saw that at Target that. just yesterday. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I, w- I would say I would say pass. It's a pass for me. Okay. We we have a tie with three apiece, and this is the final question or statement, rather. Canonically, Kool Aid Man sits down to urinate. Lana. Ooh, Lana just barely <sighs> by by a, a hash brown. <laughs> Boy, I just. Whether this is true or not, I don't wish it to be true. And so I'm using the force of my will to say that's not. Yeah, well, that's not. That is correct. Oh, we thank were, God. We actually don't even know if, if Kool-Aid Man urinates at all. Uh, but we thought it was sort of specific enough that you might end up thinking it was true. Obviously, I also, I don't know how he would get himself down on a toilet. His, his dimensions are... Not I don't know where ideal. he would process his fluids into urine. I don't either. I don't think I that don't there's a either. bladder built into his uh, yeah. carafe. Can I tell you something? I don't even know how he drinks. I don't know if he drinks. He's just got like a painted on mouth. Yeah. And I don't know if one of those tiny little arms on either side of his giant bulbous body can like reach them. Would he have to go straw? I don't get it. Plus of all the things Kool-Aid man would ever need in his life, beverages, I think are yeah. way at the bottom of the list of all the things yeah. that he may require. He's got, he's got liquid all sloshing around in him at all times. That's his whole job. That's his whole but what job. If he, uh, okay. What if he pees and loses all the Kool-Aid? Then he's just an empty pitcher. Yeah. Then he's, yeah. Then he's like without blood in his body. He's, he's been, yeah. I don't oh. know. Too many. Uh, this is too much talk about Kool-Aid right. man going to the. Go, going TT. Uh, at the end of that round, uh, John's got four. Liz has three. We're moving right on to our next round, which we are calling Heat to Heat. It is summertime. And as we have all indicated, my God, is it summertime. Temperatures are skyrocketing everywhere. It's one of the hottest summers in history. Actually, I, th- I believe it will go down on record as the hottest summer in history, while paradoxically being the coldest one that we will probably ever experience moving forward. Uh, Odds are our listeners have been searching for the best ways to beat the heat, but how can they truly know they are the best ways unless I tell them? Our writers have compiled a series of ways to cool down for the summer. We're going to make you debate which one is the best. I will be the final judge. I'll give you a pair of things. First person to have a strong opinion about one will weigh in on why it is the superior choice to just sitting there and sweating. And then your opponent, whoever didn't pick it, We'll have to take on the opposing viewpoint, uh, the opposing thing, make a counter pitch. I will determine who is correct and award points thusly. So quick answers, you know, 20 seconds-ish. All right. Anything more than that? And it's just hot air, you guys. Oh, you get it? Okay. I don't want that. So much okay. pressure. So, so much first, pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of pressure. A lot of heat, as it were. Yes. Uh, okay. Face off for the heat. Number one, Arnold Palmer versus iced coffee. Iced coffee. Oh, Jerry, iced coffee. Yes. Okay. Give it to me. Why? Oh, well, it's just so refreshing. It's caffeinated. Uh, it can keep you going. I mean, the milk can be an issue. I'm not going to lie, but just have it straight. Have it straight. Go to the bathroom. It's a great little laxative thing. 
you know, yeah, I, I went there. And uh, you put some ice in it and you just keep going. Okay. I like it. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it's self-regenerating. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, you got to, you got to. Go to bat for Arnold Palmer. Well, this is easy. The one thing that you don't need on a hot, hot summer day is more nervousness and anxiety that goes along with a jolt of caffeine. You need the gentle high that goes with uh, sugar and iced tea. You need to suck back one of those big oil cans of an Arnold Palmer that they sell at the gas station with Arnold Palmer's face on it. It gives you just a little a little nugget of caffeine and then a nice bounce of sugar to go with it. And, you know, it's almost as good to have half a lemonade as it is to have a full lemonade, which is the, which is the summer ideal. But this is darn close. Okay. Boy, this is a tough one. This is a very, very tough one. You, um... Yeah, you brought it back to the bathroom, Liz, which I don't appreciate. It was oh. TTs and now it's poo poos, and I, I don't, I don't mm. love it. Uh, while you, John Moe, forced me to think about uh, caffeine in increments of nugget, which I, I also don't like. <laughs> um, ultimately, this is just going to come down to my individual preference, which is a cold brew coffee, just straight up, nice and black. Congratulations! I, I Liz. sometimes, I sometimes forget that I have it, and I leave it in the car, and I come back, and it's hot coffee. So it's real versatile. Plus, in a restaurant, it's very hard to order an Arnold Palmer. It's hard to say those words together, is it not? Have, have either of you run into this trouble? I have never run into that trouble. I find it very, very easy to say Arnold Palmer. Well, let's hear it. Let's Arnold hear it. Palmer. Okay. Well, you actually do a very good job. Thank you. Uh, but the point goes to you, Liz. All right. Next, right. match up. Beach day or water park? Jerry. Yes, Liz. Uh, beach really jumping day. In on these. Beach day, why? You can rest, you can read a book, you can just sit and veg out. Um, hopefully you find a beach without a lot of people. You can be away from people or you can be on a beach where there's like fish tacos and an ice cream. There's a lot of different options with a beach. Yeah, there sure are. John, sell me on a water park. At a water park, you don't have to veg out. You don't have to just lay there. You don't have to read a book. You can have fun. It's all, it's built around having fun. All the uh, all the tacos and ice creams are available for purchase. Um, the, you can move your body. You can uh, experience the the bonding with your fellow human beings that come with being in a ridiculous uh, situation and underdressed at the same time. It's a leveling experience, and uh, for introverts, it can be uh, bracing but necessary. Mm, wow, you know what? Here's the thing. I was all in. First of all, these are both grim options to me. I don't. There's not a winner in this pairing for me personally. Uh, they each have their drawbacks and they both outweigh the, uh, the advantages. I was all set to go beach day because of the fish taco of it all. But then John Moe said at a water park, you can move your body around. And as we know. We know the rules of the beach. You have to remain absolutely still at all times. So for that reason, I give the edge to Water Park. Ooh. One point to you. Wow. Thank one you. point to you, John. What if there was a pool as a third choice? Which one would you have gone with? Well, I mean, what if I had wheels? Would I be a wagon? It doesn't matter. <laughs> there isn't one. It doesn't matter. Uh, I will say this about a water park. The last time I was at a water park, really the only time in my adult life I've ever been to a water park, uh, I had a niece in town. It was a very hot day. She wanted to go to whatever it is, Raging Rivers or whatever it is out in uh, Valencia or whatever. Um, it's, a, it's a water park out in like Deep Valley, right, next to uh, Magic Mountain. And so we went and it was a very hot day and there were some very fun water slides and I actually really did enjoy myself. However, they don't let you wear any kind of like shoe, like even, even if it's like a, like a water shoe, mm. right. Th that you would like maybe walk into a rocky beach on or whatever that you can't do it. And they make no effort to cool the pavement down at all. So it was, it was like spending the day on a skillet. Like standing in line on a skip, like you couldn't, I, I, I feel like, I feel like I may have died on that day from uh, heat exhaustion and everything that has happened since then has been a Jacob's Ladder style deathbed hallucination. <laughs> anyway, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Uh, let's do one more of these. Uh, our final matchup, a cold shower versus laying naked directly in front of an air conditioner. Jerry. Ooh, John got in just barely. Uh, I, well, you, you lost me 
at laying naked in front of anything. I, I got to go with the cold shower. Um, it's going to be over quickly. Uh, there isn't the, uh, there isn't the shame that has built, been built into us since biblical times uh, for laying naked in front of the air conditioner. I have to say that I think my dogs would enjoy it very much. They do not wear clothes. They might enjoy the air conditioner and they do not enjoy the, the, the any shower or bath of any kind. But as a human, as a opposable thumb haver, as a sentient person aware of its own mortality, I got to go with the cold shower. Wow. All right. Let's hear it for laying naked directly in front of an air conditioner, Liz. This is a hard sell, but if you don't have air conditioning, like, well, if you have air conditioning, it's heaven because you're just there and you'll be cold in like two minutes as opposed to taking all the effort to shower. And let's say you don't have an air conditioner. What you can do is do a fan and then a big block of ice and lay naked. And it's like you have an air conditioner. So there's a lot more options. And you, Where are you going to get a big block of ice? You, <laughs> you, live in, you live in the 1930s? Yeah, you, yeah, you call the ice man. Okay, call and then he cometh. Yeah. <laughs> He's famous for comething. He's famous for evil cometh. Yeah. It's his whole thing. And it will bring us ice. Open your mind, John. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Free your mind. Free your mind. And the ice will follow. Sweltering hot ice will follow. Uh, Okay. You know what? Honestly, Liz, point to you for that one. Although, honestly, the answer is cold shower and then lie naked directly in front of the air. Mm, Put down a towel and don't give the. Don't then, give the cold yeah. water a chance to heat up on your skin. Keep it no. keep it cold through the evaporation process. That's it's exactly a combo. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yep. And a cold shower, by the way, an ice bath, very trendy right now. Very Huberman, Huberman lab. No. You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, biohacking. Okay. I actually do it every now and then. It feels kind of good. At the end of that round. We got a tie. Our scores are six apiece for John Moe and Liz Barrett and thereby Lana Del Rey and Jerry, what's his name? The Golden Bachelor. But it's still anybody's game. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura House. And I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and sometimes it feels like the whole world is a dumpster fire. Right? There's too much to worry about. That's why we make Tiny Victories. It's a 15-minute podcast where we celebrate our minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. And listeners call in, like Valerie, who found the perfect gift for her daughter's boyfriend, and Adam, who finally turned his couch cushion the right way. And little happinesses, like how birdsong helps your brain. That's science. So join us in not freaking out for 15 minutes a week. That's Tiny Victories with Annabelle and Laura, Mondays on Maximum Fun. It's a tiny victory just to make a network promo. Honestly. Hello and welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are John Moe and Liz Barrett, and they are tied. Our next round is called Songs on Strike. As we have mentioned, it's tricky to do an entertainment uh, industry-based podcast without mentioning some WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes that are happening right now. Uh, So we're going to show our support in the dumbest way that we could think of. We have taken some famous songs about work, and we have withdrawn the labor. I'll play you a clip of the song, With the Work Removed, and you just hit the buzz in, tell me what we bleeped out. And for a bonus point. Tell me the name of the song and the recording artist. All right. So what is the labor that has been withdrawn from this song? I've been working on the... Lana. John Mo. I would have to say railroad. And that's railroad John, work. And that's Mr. Johnny Cash. Sure is. There you go. Bonus points to you. That was, I've been working on the railroad, which I did not know that Johnny Cash ever recorded. Yeah. How about that? How about that? It, it's not can't be an original right is it no it's an old folk song i think that's what i thought yeah that's what i thought yeah it's okay. a tradition but i mean but he's old folk right i mean he's traditional yeah. unto himself yes yeah uh okay what is the struck work what is the work struck from this song you lana john Mo. waitress in a cocktail bar and that would be the that- human league 
Oh my God. Uh-oh, somebody's getting greedy. <laughs> somebody's gobbling up all those points. Somebody like wasted fruit. his entire youth re- remembering songs and uh, now needs somewhere to put that repository. And your podcast well, you happens go. to be the place. I'm in trouble. Go. I'm in trouble. Mm, I, don't <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Let's Let's hear this next one. Lana. Oh boy, John Mo. Uh, that would be Spinal Tap working on a sex farm. That's right. This this sex farm work yep. has been has been struck. Sex farm woman. They need they need better d- d- regulations or <laughs> something on that sex farm. Tractors, harvesting equipment, uh, yeah. seed rotation. That's exactly so to speak. Yes. yes. I just grossed Ew. myself out. Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, next. <laughs> Working in a going down, down, down. Working in a yeah, Liz. Working in a coal mine. Yes, it was a coal mine. Yeah. Okay, this is a tough one though. Who did that? Uh, I don't know. John probably knows. I believe uh, it's it's a it's been recorded by Sam Cooke, but I believe that was the Devo version. That was not the Devo version. It no, was not the Devo version. Was it Sam? I can't reveal. That was not the Devo version. No, it was Lee Dorsey. Lee Dorsey. Lee Dorsey. I wouldn't have gotten that. Mm, uh, next. Uh, Lana. Ooh. Now, now, see, Liz was nodding, but I can't accept a nod as a buzzing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, John. Uh, yeah, Tommy used to work on the dock. He sure did used to work on the docks. <laughs> yeah, he worked on the docks. He, the he docks. got around. Okay, yeah. yeah he was a freelancer. That's uh, that's Mr. John Bon Jovi from his band Bon Jovi and uh, living well, now you're just showing off. on a prayer. Now you're just showing off. Nobody likes a show off, John. Yeah. Nobody it's likes a show it. off. <laughs> yeah. Can I show off a little bit more about Bon Jovi? I wish you wouldn't, but I, sure. I saw them on their first American tour and I paid $3.50 for a ticket at Whoa! the Paramount Theater in Seattle. They were on a double bill, a Catch a Rising Star series with Rat. So for oh, 350 boy. Bon Jovi and Rat together. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a what a night. It was yeah. It was I, I was part of history. Holy cow. You sure were. Yeah. Oh, what and a and like you didn't you didn't have a you couldn't whip out your phone and like get video. You couldn't even really get a picture. No. No. We could uh we could watch Rat and their round and round video on MTV. Um sure good. which I believe had was it Vincent Price in that video? It's Milton Berle. Milton Berle. Yeah. Yeah. Playing several parts as he was wont to do. Sure. That's that's what youth culture was like in 1984. <laughs> hang right? around to like, watch Milton Berle in a rat video. Hang around to watch Milton Berle <laughs> be in your heavy metal video. And we liked God. it. That was, we loved it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? We loved it. <laughs> Ate it up. We, In fact, our parents were worried how much we loved it. <laughs> right? Like, oh, this sitting around watching Milton Berle in a heavy metal video might damage their brain. And now they're all watching Fox News. I, so who's laughing now? Uh, Liz. I can't believe I, I woke up today and I have a Milton Berle reference today. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, listen, if you live your life the right way, each day brings a new Milton Berle reference. <laughs> uh, all right. What have we bleeped out of this song? Lana. Yes, John. My way back to you, babe. Am I working my way back to you, babe? Okay, here's the tough part. Who was that? Ooh, I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is the spinners, but I don't think that's true. Damn it. You're good. Is it? It's the spinners. It's the the spinners? spinners? It's the spinners. Wow. It's the spinners. I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. Accept it. (laughs) Accept it, baby. All right. You're a winner. Didn't even right, know next. about this winner. Spinner, spinner, I hate winner. this round. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not doing so great. But you, listen, there's still hope for you. Okay. Let's hear this next one. All right, all right. That's the sound of the men working on the... Gary. Wait, you are, yeah, Liz. Uh, the chain gang. Chain gang, uh, don't you know? Okay, who was it? 
who sings it. I should know this, but... I will tell you, Liz, this person's name was mentioned incorrectly earlier in this round. Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke is correct! Either that or Tony the Tiger. Yeah, it was Mama Tony, actually. Okay. Uh, Okay, and finally, this one. Oh, I believe it it was John, just by the sliverest. Sliverest? Slimmest of slivers. Uh, Nine to five, being supervised by Dabney Coleman, Dolly Parton. Okay, all right, we don't need to know that. Oh, I wish I could help myself. Task I can't hand. help myself. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. But that was 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. Did the theme song start in the film? Did the line about changing from a rooster to a hen in one shot? I didn't understand that when I saw it in the movie theater at 9 in the morning after <laughs> a sleepover with friends. But anyway, now I get it. Okay, at the end of that round, Liz... Oh. And the Golden Bachelor have nine points. John and Lana Del Rey have 683 points. That's not true. Wow. They have ba, 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 18. 18. Oh, I hate this. Is this round over? No. Well, yes, it is. Yeah, actually, oh, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. It is now over. We're moving on to something. It is now over. This is yes, we are going to move on to crumbles. something. All right. Well, you just don't know. You just don't know, but no. probably. All right. All right. We're going to be back with more Troubled Waters after this. Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? When you look around a room of people, do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month? Have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person? Us too. She's Alexis B. Preston. She's Ella McLeod. And we host Comfort Creatures, the show where you can't talk about your pets too much, animal trivia is our love language, and dragons are just as real as dinosaurs. Tune in to Comfort Creatures every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am Dave Holmes. I have been and will continue to be your host. Our players are Liz Barrett and John Moe. It is now time for a game we are calling Depression. No. Our guest, John Moe, hosts a pair of podcasts here on Maximum Fun that either celebrate putting people to sleep or dig into hard mental health topics. Both great shows. But John, this is a no bummers kind of a show here. We have a, a sure. strict no bummers rule. I understand. For our, our final game. We're really throughout the show, but definitely for our final game. We want to send a listener out into their day with a spring and they step. So rather than try to put our audience to sleep, we are going to perk them up. Our writers have compiled a list of some of the most boring topics or experiences that they can think of, and we want you to try to explain or present them in the most exciting way you can. We'll give you each your topics. You'll have two minutes to make it sound as thrilling as possible. Whichever one makes me the most excited for their boring activity will win the round. I am not saying you have to express your answers through song, but it probably wouldn't hurt. Uh, Okay. John, yes. since you're way out in the lead, mm. you've set a tone here. You've set a bar. Uh-oh. I'm going to have you go first. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, your boring activity that could be made thrilling is sitting in a waiting room with no cell service or Wi-Fi or magazines. For most of us, uh, the... Uh, geometry is something that we take briefly in junior high or high school and then forget all about. And that's a shame because we can – geometry, like air, like uh, carbon, is all around us. And the more we could learn about it, uh, the better. There are angles everywhere you look, in corners of the ceiling. There are uh, corners of the floor. There are shapes and angles in all the chairs that are all around you might be fun to do some some uh, more arithmetic type of math and add up all the different angles that you see. See how high of a number you can reach. And um, if, if that doesn't do it for you, see, check this out. Are there more ceiling tiles than there are floor tiles? Count up each and then see if maybe there's twice as many of one as the other, three times as many of one as the other. 
if you get tired of counting the ceiling tiles, there's often little dots in the ceiling tiles. You can count those up there. Boy, if you thought you hated math before, you're in for a surprise because you're going to love it now. Math is all around you. It's like it's like the world is offering you a free game of Sudoku. All you have to do <laughs> is embrace the mathematics and, uh, wow. and you're going to have a great time. Wow. 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 So your advice to, to, to make waiting in a waiting room more interesting is have crippling obsessive compulsive disorder. <laughs> math, math, math. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give I'll take math it. a chance. Th- yes. Give me all we are saying is give math a chance. Three mm-hmm. points to you for that one. Uh, okay. All right. Liz, your uh, task uh, that could be made exciting is doing data entry. Your time starts now. Oh, I actually love data entry. I have done data entry in my past. I've had jobs with this. And it, you just zen out. You just you give yourself little goals like do 20 in a row and then take a sip of water. You just pace it all out. And then you have a document that like people will use. And it's just exciting in and of itself. It, it's like you're creating something that will be so used by whoever you're doing it for that it's great. I worked on some data entry last night with my list. It was it's very zen and you get out duplicates, you clean it up, you have something to show for at the end of the day as opposed to like other things where it's like, well, I don't know what I did today. You have something concrete to do, you make it exciting, you do a hundred and then you take a break and then you do another hundred and then you have a snack and uh, you listen to your music, nobody's bothering you. Oh, it's heaven. It's like a very alone task where you actually accomplish something. Wow. Um, Liz, I'm not going to lie to you. You actually just sold me on doing data entry. Like that's, that is no mean feat. Like that's, that is, (laughs) I've been in the wrong profession this whole time. I know. But yeah, I mean, you made it sound not only interesting, but meaningful. And as we all know, it's neither of those things. I know. But I mean, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That was incredible. That was incredible. One more round. One more round. Uh, okay. Um, oh, okay. John Bell, uh, sell us on the secret and discreet charm of being on hold with a message and a little piece of music that repeats every 15 seconds. Repeat. Da 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 do do do. It's a free music lesson. You can uh, you. It's a, an opportunity to vocalize. It's an opportunity to harmonize. Now I I sing in a rock and roll band, and Dave not well, but I I treasure a chance to improve my my vocal game by studying a little bit of music theory when I'm on hold, finding. Finding the pitch, finding the sequence, finding the composition, the arrangement, and then seeing if I can harmonize with that on hold music. And I got to say, you know, when when the interruption comes that uh, my call is important to them, please continue to hold. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm a little excited because I know just around the corner it's singing time. Uh, you know, I'm the the spotlight is on me, and I never have to leave the house. Man, again, again, I'm not, I'm not, not convinced. That was, that was a, that was a persuasive argument. I did the singing, like you persuasive said. Persuasive argument. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it did work. You got six points for that one. Uh, I will tell you that um, I, 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 in fact, changed insurance because of this. I used to have to get uh, <laughs> insulin, uh, like a. a glucose monitor because I'm type one diabetic from uh, a mail order pharmacy that my insurance made me use. And it was a terrible, terrible mail order pharmacy located on Long Island. And every call that it like, they always messed up an order. And it's like, this is stuff that sort of keeps me alive. So it'd be cool if we could get the order. Right, sure. Right? So I had to call and be like, actually this order is wrong or whatever. And, um, and it was like a, a very short piece of terrible music. And then like every 20 seconds, uh, the, the recording would come on and say like, uh, I'm busy taking other calls. Like it was like your your hold recording mumbles. <laughs> that's that's how shoddy that's your you voice are? talent that you're using. Yeah, we're currently busy taking other calls. Please stay on the line. <laughs> just enunci- just please do me. Just enunciate. Could you for me? 
Anyway. All right, Liz, finally, this falls to you. Please sell us on the joy, the secret pleasure of listening to your mom tell you a story about people from your hometown that you don't remember or maybe never knew in the first place. The joy of it is that you can keep doing whatever you're doing around the house you or whatever you're doing, really. You can put her on speaker. Um, if she expects you to interrupt and like make comments and you can't put her really on, put yourself on mute. But if that's an option, you can do that. And then you can go along and do whatever you want. You can have a conversation with someone else and just beam in once in a while with like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. How long did she have the cancer? You know, stuff like that. Uh, and then but otherwise, you can take a little nap while she's talking. Uh, you can read a book. I mean, you can just go on about your life and she'll never know because there'll never be a quiz about this from her because she's already told you once. And, um, you know, you don't really care. Absolutely on the money. That's like, by the way, exactly what I do. That is when I'm when I'm on uh, nose time with my mom, which is what I call it, because she holds the phone like right up here. So I just have like a giant. It's just my mother's nose. And like and I and I will be like, Mom, pull out, pull out, pull out. And there I can see your whole face. See, like in the corner there. Do you see what you see there? That's what I see in the whole screen. And she'll be like, oh, and then it just gets closer and then it's nose time again. But anyway, yeah, I have heard about so many people with so many ailments and I guess I saw him at church once in 1983, but anyway. Okay, six points for that one. Let me, let me total up these little babies here. Okay, oh my God. We have a winner by, by five points. He scattered and smothered and, and covered his competition. John Moe oh. and Lana Del Rey at Waffle House. You have won with 27 points. Liz, right behind with 22. Very respectable considering how poorly you did in that uh, second last round. <laughs> that music round killed me. Killed me. It was tough. It was tough. You got to really be a, a radio person. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not, you're not. And that's fine. Let's listen. That's the way it goes. You're a data entry person. Yep. You got to have those. You got to spend a lot of time slack jawed in front of MTV as a kid. And uh, yep. Yep. You really then are. reap the rewards in your 50s. So mm -hmm. exactly, yeah. exactly. They don't get podcasts to just anybody. No. Yeah, they've really done the work. Back no, in the day. Yeah, yeah. You got you got to go through the maximum fun testing gauntlet, and then uh, yep. you know, answer yep. all your song questions, and then they give you, you a bet. show or two. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. But now it is time for plugs. Let us know what you're working mm -hmm. on, and then to write the karmic balance in the universe. Tell us about something someone else made that you want the whole wide world to know about. Liz, let's start with you. Uh, my first comedy album is coming out, Getting By. It's premiering July 30th on Sirius XM on Chiso. Oh, well, then it's out. This Sunday. Well, but it, when this drops. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Wink, wink. Okay. So, and, wink, uh, wink. It's out. Yes, it's out. July 30th. Um, and then everybody can buy it August 11th on Apple and all those other places. Um, so exciting. And everybody can follow me at all, you know, everywhere, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, at Liz Comedy. So that's my tag. And I'm very excited for the fall because Maria Bamford wrote a book. So I pre-ordered it. So if you uh, love Maria Bamford, pre-order her book. The great Maria Bamford. Thank you so much, Liz. John, how about you? I'm holding an advanced reader's copy uh, of Maria Bamford's book, and uh, I'm similarly enthused about it. Um, personally, I am. Uh, I can be found on Twitter and Instagram and Blue Sky, which I think is uh, preferable to, to any of them, at John Moe, John with an H. Uh, my book, The Hilarious World of Depression, is available in paperback as well as hardcover, and uh, it, is, it is a... Uh, Funny and I think moving and most of all honest look at mental health uh, in the form of memoir. And uh, there's some some really funny parts and some parts that uh, will be tough to get through, but I think you'll be glad that you got through them. And um, yeah, and and I guess if if uh, Maria's book is already taken, which everyone should read, I would also point the world to the work that Edie Patterson is doing on the Righteous Gemstones. Oh on HBO. It is a very funny show. There's some incredibly talented people on it, but she transcends all others and in her godlike 
hilarity. She's also a writer on the show, which uh, she deserves plenty of credit for because it's it's an amazing show. But uh, the performance as Judy Gemstone is magnificent. John Moe, we're watching that now. We're behind, just started from the very beginning, maybe a week, 10 days oh. ago. Uh, the it, I'm not going to spoil anything except to say uh, that you must watch it. Edie Patterson has a monologue in the season finale of season one that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I, I, I could not inhale. I was laughing so hard. It's horrifying and hilarious and beautifully written and even more beautifully performed. I, I was I, – I, I, truly, I hadn't laughed that hard in years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's brilliant. She is – And it's – God, truly brilliant. Truly I'm so excited for oh you that God. you get to be exposed to these subsequent seasons for the first time. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. We're, we're trying to pace ourselves uh, and yet also sort of trying to get to a stopping point so we can, like, cancel Max and mm. show solidarity, <laughs> which the union has not asked us to do. They're not. They're saying don't cancel the things yet, but I have been canceling just a little bit because I don't need all these things. Anyway. I am Dave Holmes. I host a show called Troubled Waters on the Maximum Fun Network. I would recommend that you follow. I mean, listen, social media is a losing game and we all know it. But uh, while we're all still sort of doing it, follow Pete Zayas on Instagram. P-E-T-E-Z-I-A-S. He is a very funny and very strange uh, L.A.-based uh, comic, improviser. Um, he's He's... An absolute weirdo, and I mean that with love and respect. He does a show every Monday night called Total Trash, where he just reads tabloids, and it's just, he's just his natural manner is so weird and hilarious that it is uh, the, the most riveting show on television, and it's on Instagram. Uh, Total Trash with Pete Zayas at Pete Zayas. John Mo Lisbert, thank you for playing Troubled Waters, and you there with the headphones, thank you for listening. We love you. And we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Goodbye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where John Moe make a noise. Yay, hello. <laughs> Liz Barrett. Hey, hello. Hey, hello. Our theme music, I, I'm, I'm, I always love just seeing what kind of noise people are going to make. If you point at them and say make a noise. And, <laughs> yeah, hello. I love it. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts, and our producers are Christian Duenas and Make a Noise. Woo-wee! And Laura Swisher. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.